Welcome in to a post-game podcast in which the Virginia Tech Hokies did not lose. That's correct. It is October, and Virginia Tech has found a way to get in the win column over the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets on the road. Virginia Tech walks away with a 26-17 victory. Victory! Words that we have not said wow. in a long, long time. Pat, how are you feeling? Pat's smiling. I'm smiling. I'm even laying down on a couch. I, I'm, I feel great. Pat, how are you? I'm good, man. And Billy, I know you're out in San Diego right now. I'm, I'm calling in from Charlotte. Had a fun Halloween uh, day yesterday in Uptown. But Hokies got the win, and that's really what's most important here. It really feels like our first win since the Carolina game. I mean, we only have. We have four wins and only two of them are against power five. And the only other one was the Carolina game. Cause mm-hmm. let's be real. The Richmond win did not feel like a win at all. And the middle Tennessee state win was kind of just like, you know, yeah, we won, but it didn't feel that great either. So I'm it's feeling exactly I'm feeling better. It's exactly what the doctor ordered. It's exactly the medicine that all of us needed. And speaking of medicine, oh man, what a transition. <laughs> what a transition. Speaking of medicine, our guy, Dr. Lord Jeremy Counts down at Main Street Pharmacy. Malachi Thomas may have been the secret potion or the prescription the Hokies offense needed. Well, if you need your prescription filled or you need some medication to fix those <laughs> sniffles or the <coughs> coughs, head on down to Main Street Pharmacy right in Blacksburg where you are more than a number You are a neighbor. They care about you. They care about the school. They care about the teams. Don't go to the Kroger's. Don't go to the CVS's. Don't go to the Walgreens. Support local business. Lord Dr. Jeremy Counts will welcome you with a smile. That might have been one of the best ad reads we've ever done. And Pat, I know you're excited because we have one of the best haikus we've ever had submitted. So why don't you jump into the haiku, head, head machine, haiku, whatever, and read us the wonderful haiku that we have submitted from who? Grady Baker. Rolling in. Keeping it hot <laughs> on the haiku train. The G train rolling in with some poetry on this Sunday afternoon. The mojo changes. Pat stays home and Hokies win. A Halloween treat. I don't want to take all the credit. Pat, I don't think we should take all the credit. But I can't help but say you're welcome. To Hokie fans across America. Pat and I don't show up. The Hokies win. Pat and I don't go to the game. Hokies find a way to win. So this might be the sons of Saturday, sons of staying home. Um, we may need to quarantine from the Virginia Tech football team for some time because um, they have been pulling out some great results. Or I one think, uh, We're not going to Boston. No. We didn't go to Atlanta. And we're not going to Miami. No. If some if some if somehow we get through Miami and we get through BC and we win against Duke on senior day on the 13th, I don't know if I'm gonna make the trip to Charlottesville. I just I don't want to be that guy. I don't know. You told me you told me not to do the uh, the whole streak thing and that my my attendance doesn't matter, but I mean if we're seven and four looking to go eight and four with a win in Whoville, I'm I'm not gonna risk it. I'm staying home. Yeah, the argument with the streak thing was more so, look, Pat, I mean, you know me. I'm an Ole Miss guy. You know us. We love seeing different college football atmospheres. And and back when the streak was rolling, you're like, dude, I'm going to go to this game until I die. I'm like, look, there are a lot of really good rivalry games out there. Don't have to go every single year. Probably not going to beat UVA every year until you die. Um, but maybe the new streak starts now. Uh, I plan on depending where geographically I am at the time, I would love to go to the game in Charlottesville. I've said it multiple times, love Charlottesville. Um, but we'll see. We shall see. We have uh, we got to go 1-0 again. We've got a short week to prepare for Boston College. Um, but let's talk about Georgia Tech. Where did we watch and where did we tailgate? I'll start with me. Rolled out of bed. Uh, the night before, I was texting everybody. I'm like, yo, bubs tomorrow, bubs tomorrow, 9 a.m., 9 a.m., 9 a.m. Well, we got after it on Friday night. And I rolled out of bed at about 8.50, and I said, dude, Bubs is just not going to happen this morning. So I watched the game right on my couch. I, um, Not to self-incriminate, I did illegally stream it. Pat, I tried your option first. I bought the DirecTV package, and they did not have it. So I got my rebate. 
I also bought Fubo. I also bought one other streaming service, got rebated for all of them. I was like, you know what? We're just going to hit up the Reddit stream. My guy, John LaRock, hit me in the Scoop Kings group chat. Shout out to all of you and got me an illegal link. Um, And then Diablo fan account hooked it up in the second half when that link got axed. So I watched the game legally. Um, But I had a good time. I had a good time. Watched on my couch. Uh, I did not move. I ordered wings and that's what I did. Love it. Got to do what you got to do to get the stream. And first of all, I mean, the RSN thing, you're just not having the game. Let's win some football games so we don't have to worry about that uh, on the back, the back quarter, the back quarter of the, uh, the season here with four games left, I guess the back third. So uh, I watched in Charlotte at my house. My, my dad was in town. Uh, he was visiting with uh, my mom and my grandparents. Oh, and, and uh Rocco, my buddy Rocco came down from Hoboken. We had uh, Jay Lane. We had Dave Coker, Lexi, Courtney Adams, Jay Litt. They all came over to watch uh, watch the game yesterday, and I did the direct TV stream thing, and I canceled it like an hour ago. And they said, why'd you cancel? And I said, my wife, my wife, uh, my wife did this. <laughs> no, I said, uh, what did I say? They said, why'd you cancel? I said, I bought it by mistake. I didn't know my wife already got our YouTube TV. Uh, I don't have a wife, but you know, whatever, whatever uh, the bots get to hear on the other end. Dude, you're better than I am or not better, I guess worse. Uh, first of all, having to chat with someone to cancel a service is peak stupid. Like that's dumb. I want to cancel. I don't want, I, I, I actually didn't want to talk to somebody. I actually wanted to stop talking to you and stop doing it. And they said, why did you cancel? And I said, I thought you were going to have the Virginia Tech game. You did not. I no longer want your service. And then it said your subscription has been canceled. So that that was that with uh, with Directv Dan uh, or the bot, whoever it was. Um, oh, and the Reek Dog was over too. The Reek Dog was over watching too. Reek Dog also was he wearing those Nike? What are they called? Those high top Nikes? He was absolutely. That's part of the that's part of the outfit. So let's talk about the football game itself. We'll start with likes. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot to like offensively. Uh, this is the second week in a row where Virginia Tech had over 400 yards of total offense. We had 491 yards, almost 500 yards. 254 of those yards came in the air. Coach Fuente spending time with the offense. It's clearly made a difference. Coach Corn needs Coach Fuente to help him dial some of this stuff up. It, it, it's undeniable at this point. Will Stewart put out a tweet the other day. There's no way that you can deny the impact that Coach Fuente has on the offense. Um, I thought it was really cool that he was spending time with the defense. We saw that it helped last year. Um, but, you know, what, regardless of how you feel about head coaching ability or anything, Coach Fuente is a elite mind when it comes to offense. Uh, and having him over there certainly has paid dividends, um, along with other things that we'll talk about. But uh, Coach Fuente stay in the Beamer barn and help the offense, please. Please. Yeah. Uh, just going over 400 yards of offense two weeks in a row. This is kind of the offense that we all heard about when the staff moved into town, you know, six years ago. Um, but just almost hit 500 yards is, is pretty solid of an accomplishment as well. Braxton Burmeister, 15 of 25. So an improvement over last week as well from the stat sheet, uh, 254 yards, two touchdowns, 199 of those passing yards were in the first half of the football game. And I tweeted this out. I said, is this guy, you know, on pace for a career day? And it did turn out to be a career day, but you know, this is when he had two touchdown passes in the first quarter. And obviously some, some serious, uh, you know, we, we, we ran the ball more in the second half, obviously. Um, but I, I was hoping he would go over 300 uh, just with having such an electric first half. But solid um, solid performance from BB. Just got it. You know, since since we've been saying this joke all season, does this mean Fu took his Viagra? Uh, yeah. Did he steal it from Brad? Like, what's yes. going on there? I don't know. Maybe it was a situation where, you know, when you have a kid and uh, you need to either crush up the pills or do something, maybe Coach Fuente was assisting in the – deployment of the viagra uh maybe we we had a a miscalculation there maybe mixed it in with the with the formula i don't know um but the offense i mean that was great especially the first half and we'll get into this 
and some of the dislikes. But to keep it positive for right now, Malachi Thomas, man, I mean, this guy, as impactful as Coach Fuente has been coming over, I think it's impossible to overstate how huge it's been to have him come over. I can't remember the last time we've had a back. I can't remember. It was last year. But um, a kid of this age that came into the program uh, and contributed as a freshman that's this physical, has this kind of vision. If you go back and you watch him, man, it's just his ability to wait for the hole to open rather than just yucking it up or trying to bounce it outside. Uh, he runs the ball like a like a vet, like a guy that's been doing it for a long time. 25 carries, 103 yards, 4.1 yards per carry. Um and I tweeted this during the game, and Coach Puente said it after the game. Malachi Thomas' impact goes so much further than just he's making plays when he's on the field. His success has elevated everybody. Pat, I t- wanted to tweet this, this, this saying, but I knew I was going to screw it up and you were going to make fun of me. Is it a rising tide elevates all boats? How does it happen? Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay. Okay. Rising rising tide elevates all boats. Um, His impact has clearly been seen by Raheem Blackshear as well. He had 14 carries for 83 yards. He's been more impactful in between the tackles. So I think where our running game before was when Jalen Holston's in the game, we're either passing the ball and he's in pass protection or he's going between the tackles. And then Raheem Blackshear's in the game. It's either going East and West or he's going to get involved in the passing game somehow Malachi Thomas just completely brings an entire new dynamic where we're able to do more and give different looks and keep the defense from being able to kind of guess what we're able to do. Um, So he's been huge. And the thing that I love about it is I was watching him yesterday and he's getting up and I'm looking at his arms and I just can't stop thinking. I'm like, he already runs so physical. He already, I mean, he's a freshman taking 25 carries. What is this guy going to look like when he's in the weight room? when he's put on some muscle, when he's, you know, two or three years down the line of his production. I mean, I am super excited about the future of this young man. Um, You know, we've heard people talk about how we have some really good dudes in this class and this COVID class that a lot of people may have not been able to evaluate correctly. Malachi Thomas looks like a hit. Um, And I am so excited for his future. Um, So that was awesome. The running game is just continuing to elevate over the past two weeks, which is great. And then also, Braxton Burmeister ran the ball really well yesterday as well. Um, 11 carries, 46 yards. I think he had 19 yards for loss. So, um, you know, if you take that out, he's got almost 70 rushing yards on the day, um, excluding that number. But um, the passing attack. 10.2 yards per attempt. Like, where has that been? And, And one of the keys here, we talked about this after Syracuse. Tavion Robinson, Trey Turner, Raheem Blackshear got the ball six times. They caught the ball for a reception six times combined against Syracuse. This week, that number more than doubled from six to 13, and you saw it pay dividends. Over 250 rushing yards from Virginia Tech, or excuse me, passing yards from Virginia Tech yesterday. Um, and really it was highlighted by Trey Turner, seven catches, 187 yards, one touchdown that really sparked the offense early in the game for 69 yards. Would you think this is Trey Turner's best game he's ever had? It was definitely the best half he's ever had. Um, I would probably go out and venture and say, this is his best game as a Hokie so far for sure. And what's good about this kind of performance is, Next week and the weeks after, they're going to have to account for teams have not had to account for Malachi Thomas the last seven weeks. Teams have not had to account for basically anything in the past game. And the only thing that I disagree with you there, Pat, is I think last week we stuck with what was working, which is with with Malachi Thomas. I think, you know, last week was more of a vendetta or more of the blame can be placed on the defense. I just think these last two weeks, finally, we're seeing the offensive production that we wanted to see. Um, but it wasn't going to be able to be carried by Malachi Thomas by himself. Um, we need wide receivers to get some type of separation. We need receivers to wake, make winning plays. We need to have more explosive plays because this is not the type of team that's going to go on these super duper long drives consistently. So 
Yeah. I, I, to answer your question, yes. I think it's Trey Turner's best game. And I'm hoping that this is a sign of things to come. And I hope that, that, that this gets the confidence up. Even the offensive line yesterday played much, much better than they have all season. They were playing angry. They were playing together. Uh, you saw Brock went down. I believe Luke Tenuta. Uh, I'm not sure if Luke Tenuta played yesterday, actually. Um, but also Lasita Smith was in and out. We had been rotating a lot of guys. Caden Moore was killing people yesterday. Um, so yeah, it was just a complete, complete turnaround from what we've seen the last few weeks outside of Syracuse. Defense likes from the defense. Jump on, jump onto the TFL train, dude. Finally, we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. Sacks and TFLs. T. <laughs> T-F-L. What does that spell? T-F-L. <laughs> we had two sacks. We had six TFLs. We had one strip sack, which was awesome, from Jalen Griffin in, his, in the Jalen Griffin Bowl. Uh, as you may know, two of Jalen Griffin's uh, family members play for Georgia Tech. Um, some other things that were awesome, we held Georgia Tech to three of 12 on third down. That is pop-boop-beep-boop-boop, boop, 25% compared to our 50% that we converted on third down. That's great. And possibly the most awesome thing about this entire game on defense is every time a team lines up to go for it on fourth down, Pat, I said it to you multiple times this year, Q's game, like, why are we going for it? And I would just be like, dude, would you not? We're soft up front and we give up fourth downs. Like it's literally our job and our calling card. Well, we didn't get smashed on fourth down. The new award of the season that I'm handing out, it is the don't get smashed on fourth down award. The Hokies win this award this week. We held Georgia Tech to one of three. That is good for Bapu Beep, 33%. If you want to get really hyper-specific, it's 33.3 repeating percent, but that's a little, that's a little much for right now. Um, but yeah, one of three. Great, great job. Uh, love Love to see that. And then last point I have for defense, icing the game. Georgia Tech had the ball two times in the fourth quarter, and both times we turned them over on downs. So as we entered the fourth quarter, I can't lie to you, I was looking at the score and I said, dude, Georgia Tech has us exactly where they want us, down multiple scores with an entire quarter to go. I mean, this is the recipe for beating this Virginia Tech football team. Um, And Virginia Tech finally, finally found a way to get it done. So – um, good feels all around. What do you got for the defense? Defense played well this week. Obviously, we did not want to see the same defense week over week that we saw last week against the Orange. Uh, defense showed up on the road, came on down to Atlanta. Uh, Alan Tisdale specifically had a had a nice game. Um, Twelve tackles, but what really stood out was he had almost half of the tackles for loss, or six tackles for loss in yesterday's game and Tisdale had two and a half. Um, so great by him. Um, but also I think Jordan Williams had a pretty solid game. What I really liked was the fact that this team forced multiple turnovers yesterday as well. Um, we know how important turnovers are for momentum. And, uh, you know, you talked about the strip sack from Griffin, the Sierra peoples was all over it. Um, Armani gets the pick to ice the game at the very end. And we held we held on, <clears throat> excuse me, we held on to this nine point lead in the fourth quarter, which you know everyone was holding their breath, especially on that Jameer Gibbs long run. It's just going to happen again, but the defense held it together. Ben don't break and uh, settled the upset stomachs that I'm sure most of Hokie Nation had uh, towards the end of the game. There, this is true. Moving right along <laughs> to special teams. Um, JPR has been great. He scored more than half of our points yesterday at 14 points. He was two for two on extra points, four of five on field goals. That is about 80%. Uh, the long of 43 yards. He missed a 53 yarder, I believe. Um, but his turnaround this year, all time. Love seeing the turnaround. Um, he's stuck with it and uh, he's been great. So I'm, I'm excited for JPR. Way to turn it around. Bravo, young man. In front of the home uh, crowd. In front of the home crowd, obviously, a homecoming for Mr. JPR. Um, and then punting. I mean, we can just put Peter Moore on the forever. Uh, I mean, this guy's been killing it. He punted four times, 170 yards. Uh, he had a long of 51. This guy continues to be awesome. 
I'm so glad he is on our team. He is a difference maker. So shout out to our guy. Also, something weird. Chance Black was back there returning uh, returning kicks. Saw Chance Black with a kick return. Um, that was different. So kind of a different uh, different thing. I got to ask. This is off cuff. When was the last time you saw Keyshawn King on the field? Did he have a kick return against Syracuse? He may have. I mean, I just it seems like that guy's role is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see how kind of all of that shakes out. It's been such a weird last two years for for Keyshawn King. Tavion Robinson again, guy is automatic in the punt return game. He's, I think that's one of the best things that we've seen overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we've had a very good year in the special teams unit with coach Shebist. And before the year, everyone was like, Hey, are we going to have the 2019 or the, the late 2019 or the 2020 Tavion Robinson back there returning punts. And Trey Turner said, no, nah, that's his job. That's his job. I think he said it like, mm-hmm. you know, right when camp started and Tavion Robinson has been flawless uh, returning punts this year Two returns 31 yards along of 24 and just is Johnny on the spot, you know, makes the good decisions, knows when to catch it, knows when to leave it, knows when to take it back for, you know, 15, 20 yards and puts the offense into a good position to score. I also want to say shout out to Tavion Robinson. He has entered the 100 catches club, making him the 16th receiver to do so in school history. And for those of you that don't know, he's a sophomore. I think he has a serious, serious chance to be making some noise in these record books. Um, but yeah, his growth and his maturity and his um, just improvement that we've seen has been fantastic. So hats off to that young man. Let's move on to dislikes with the offense. Uh, I have two uh, until maybe I think of one that maybe you'll influence, but here are the two I have written down. Uh, we had six second half points. I'm going to be honest. The offense just completely, it was Jekyll and Hyde first half. I was like, yo, we're rocking. We're rolling. This looks great. This looks completely different. Um, and then in the second half, whether it was going away from as much of, I don't know. It's just in the second half, we, we seemed complacent. I don't want to say we took our foot off the pedal. It's just, it, it looked kind of wonky in the second half and the results showed that. Um, so that bothered me. Why did it stall? What happened? What, what, what changed? Uh, and then the second one that I have is not doing anything with the strip sack. Uh, the Jalen Griffin strip sack was a gift. Um, you get the ball deep in Georgia tech territory and we're unable to do anything with that. Um, we actually ended up getting the ball first and 10 on the Georgia tech 17. Um, and yeah, we, we did nothing with it. So that's what led to the JPR 34 yard field goal, but you could have really put the game really, really put the game away. If you go up 30 to 10, uh, instead you go up 23 to 10. Um, but yeah, that was those, those are my two complaints from the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. What were you thinking on that one play? I think it was in the third, early in the third quarter where we had like third down and foot to go and Blackshear was running well, Thomas was running well, and we do a long pass down the sideline incomplete. And then we don't go for it on fourth down. That was, that was a huge, just what, what are yeah, we, why? I remember that. What is, that was what, the first, is, what is the explanation? And I'm sure coach Fu is going to get asked that tomorrow. Yeah. It was the first play of the fourth quarter. Um, First and 10, we had a six-yard gain by Tavion Robinson. Malachi Thomas then went for three more. You get third and uh, you get third and one at the Virginia Tech 30. I don't want to say that you should I don't I don't see any scenario in which you should have gone for it on fourth down. But when we passed it, I'm like, okay, then I guess we are gonna go for it here. And we ended up punting it. I, I didn't I did not understand that, uh, especially with the push the offensive line was getting all day, how Malachi Thomas was running, also how Raheem Blackshear was running all day. Um how Burmeister was running, and, and how Burmeister was running too. That's a good point. It so, was like it was like shades of 2017, where you have third and one and fourth and one to tie the game against Georgia Tech. Remember that when uh, I, remember Jackson, that. I, think, I think it was Jackson. Like it was essentially like a hail mary to the end zone when yeah. you need one yard to Kuma, um, and we we had two incomplete passes back to back, made zero. Puzzled, 
puzzled, as Pat Narduzzi would say. I was I was puzzled by that decision making. Yeah, sons of strange decisions. Who knew that we would say that that we were upset that the offense was being too aggressive, um, but certainly too aggressive in that standpoint. I could. I don't even know if I would call that aggressive. I would just call that nonsensical. Yeah, nonsensical. Um, Will Stewart. It was stupid. It was dumb. I didn't like it. We can go what it is. It was not good. Will Stewart had a good tweet yesterday. The first six games for Virginia Tech, 311 yards per game and 21.7 points per game. Last two games, 464 yards per game, 31 points per game. And those first six games had games against Middle Tennessee and Richmond lumped Mm -hmm. in, and we could not score any points. With Fuente more involved in the offense the last two weeks, this is a damning indictment of Brad Cornelson. No other way to paint it. I, mean, I agree. I think. I mean, I think. I think everyone's unanimous to this point. Um, I would say that it's. It is a cert. It certainly is damning. I will say though that there are other contributing factors as to why we're doing well. Like I said, Malachi Thomas makes a huge difference. Um, but no, I. I mean, yeah, that there's not really a way to deny that um, having coach Fuente more involved seems to have made a, a significant de- difference. Um, I guess I can say this now. What <sighs> I feel really good about this game. I'm really, ha- I'm really excited about this game. It's just so, so frustrating that we get this win Pittsburgh loses and we dropped that game in Syracuse last week. If we found a way to win the Syracuse game, you're looking for Pittsburgh to lose one more game. In this case, we're waiting for Pitt to lose two more. It just, uh, in a season of where so many things have been so frustrating, this Pitt, this the Syracuse loss is just such a bummer on so many different levels. It was such a winnable game. Every game we played in was winnable. But then watching Syracuse go out and just look playing the most uninteresting football game of all time versus Boston college and the carrier dome. I think that the game ended like six to three or something. It's just frustrating. It's, it's, it's extremely frustrating, but you know, I'm hoping this team can find a way to build off of this. Um, sorry to go off on a little bit of a tangent there. Do you have anything else to the offense? That's it. Let's move over to, to the dislikes of the defense. Yeah. I, I would just say, um, yeah. Uh, the Virginia tech, football team has not been good at tackling for the last five years, six years. When was the last time this team was a good tackling team? I, I can't, can't remember. I'm sick of seeing guys. I look, I'm all for ripping the football out. I'm all for trying to, you know, strip the ball, get turnovers, but I just don't, I, I don't get it. I, I we need to be a better tackling team. Yeah, it's it's no bueno. I said this uh, last week. Nasir Peoples is our leading tackler. I don't know if Tisdale regained that top spot, you know, having 12 tackles on the day, but it's not a good sign when the third line of defense has a representative of the leading tackler role. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stat sheet for the season. Um, fourth and uh, fourth down and four in the first quarter. <laughs> Opponents coming in. I think 13 of 16 converting on fourth down. You get fourth down and four. Jeff Sims drops back and he throws the ball. And every single person in Hokie Nation has got to be saying, oh, yeah, they're probably going to catch this and they're probably going to score points. Um, and they did. And I actually legitimately started laughing. It was uh, it was the most predictable thing I think I've ever experienced. Just like, yeah, we, uh, we're defending fourth down. They're probably going to pick it up. And thankfully, the the rest of the game did not go that way, as we know that Georgia Tech did not convert the other two fourth down attempts in the fourth quarter. Did you start laughing? Were you watching live at this point? I was pretty angry. I mean, I was just like, it was definitely one of those, of course, of course, of course, of course. that happens. Obviously. How else, how, else would, uh, how else would the football gods drop, uh, draw, draw, bleh, draw this up? Um, but no, I definitely I had a similar reaction. I, I won't say I was laughing, but I, I was not surprised. Jeff Sims is a talented quarterback. He had uh, 183 yards through the air, 15 to 26, two touchdowns, and then rushed for another 60 yards. 
had a touchdown pass to Jameer Gibbs that was called back. Do you remember this? It was called back by a penalty. Was it a hold? Was it a legal man downfield? I do not remember what it was, but there were plenty of questionable officiating calls in this game, uh, one of which being the holding call on Parker Clements, um, which was non-existent. Uh, officiating was pretty brutal. They definitely didn't bring their, uh, their A game. Moving right along after defense, um, it's time for where the game was decided. Um, I don't have any dislikes for, for special, special teams. was good. Special teams. Slap on the butt. Keep, keep it up. Yeah. Keep it up. Keep, keep doing a great job. Where was the game decided? For me, it was pretty simple. We controlled the pace of the game, and we made explosive plays. They did not. I mean, that's that. Uh, I guess if there was any other dislike, I think this was our most penalized game. We were penalized more than we've been penalized all year. I can go ahead and pull that up for you. I think it was, yeah, so we were penalized seven times for 61 yards. Uh, it was kind of a wash. They were penalized seven times for 77 yards, um, but that's the only other dislike that I had. But what was the uh, where was the game decided for you, Pat? So for me, Jeff Collins painted the picture pretty well in the post game. He says, I think the story of the game was third downs and even fourth downs. And yeah, he nailed it. Three of 12 on third downs. One of three on fourth downs. You're not going to win ball games if you can't advance the football. Um, and then I think one of the big things uh, where the game was decided was uh, the big run by Jameer Gibbs in the fourth quarter where he ran all the way down to our 21-yard line. They actually turned it over on downs uh, right after that in the red zone. We stopped them, and then – we led a seven-minute, one-second drive, 12 plays, 85 yards. John Parker Romo kicks it through uh, with 421 left in the game. Ice is the game, essentially. Well, you would think. Ice is the game, gives yeah. us a nine-point lead with nine-point lead with four minutes and 21 seconds left uh, to make the score 26-17. to 17. And then you know the story. Uh, they turn it over on downs, and then they get the ball at the very end. Interception to Armani chapman and that was it that was where the game was decided um but we're going to roll that into our out to lunch special we talked about out to dinner last week we might only have some out to lunch takes today brought to you by roots natural kitchen in blacksburg virginia on prices fork head on down to roots get yourself an el jefe they have other things on their menu too by the way i know we like to gas up the el jefe because the el jefe is our favorite thing yes it is it is. If you want to come in and you want to tweet at us your favorite bowl, do it. We'll shout it out. But the El Jefe is going to get most of the attention. But uh, who was out to lunch, Pat? Talk to me. Talk to me. Out to lunch. Wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. Make sure to follow at RootsNK. Please. At RootsNK on Instagram. Download the app, Roots Natural Kitchen app. When you use it, when you order in Blacksburg, use the code SONSOFSAT21 and get 20% off of your order. Please yes. do it. Please, Please do. do it. Okay. Help us help you. Help, help us. us help you. Eat at Roots. Storm Murphy eats there. So does Keve. So does Brock Hoffman. Saw him there last week. Hokies FB Twitter account was out to lunch yesterday. Yes. Okay. Throwing a little shade at Armani Chapman. Chapman after the interception. The tweet, the tweet was this. So it was fourth down. Georgia Tech throws an arm punt. Armani Chapman catches it. And the Twitter account says, probably shouldn't have caught it, ha, but we'll take it at I am Armani 9 comes up with the pick on fourth down. His first career pick. Um, what? Why are we tweeting that? Why <laughs> are we putting that on the, tw- on the Twitter machine? Armani quote tweets it and he says, he said like, yo, who tweeted this? <laughs> like, what are we doing? What? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to emphasize, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to bold it. I'm going to italicize it and I'm going to underline it. That the second part of the tweet, his first career pick, his first career pick. You're going to tell Armani Chapman that the game's out of reach, no matter what, if we're going to get the ball where he catches it, or we're going to get the ball turnover on downs. If he swats it down, you let that man get that interception. He's never showed up on the stat sheet with an interception for Virginia tech before. That's big time. 
let him have his moment. Don't tweet silly things because I mean, I don't need my problem was much more simple than that. I mean, can we just leave the situational awareness teaching to the coaching staff? Not the, not, not the Twitter. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't understand Pat. We talk about this all the time. What is the best case scenario? What is, what is the reason? What is the reasoning for this? I mean, they did get engagement. I will say plenty of engagement from Hokie nation, not necessarily positive, but uh, plenty, plenty of engagement. Um, didn't really. Georgia Tech, now Georgia tech's defensive backs. They were definitely out to lunch. Dude out to lunch, out to dinner, out to breakfast, just not, not yeah. guarding anybody. Yeah. The first um, touchdown to trade. No one was to be seen. Donde esta? Where are you? Como te llamas? What is your name? Where are you? What is the deal? Not really <laughs> sure where they were. Um, out to lunch. My out to lunch here has nothing to do with Virginia Tech. I saw that video of those stupid idiots, those stupid idiots in East Lansing, setting couches on fire and destroying people's cars. Hey, can you guys stop doing that? I hate some of the tendencies that we have seen out of Gen Z. No, I am not saying that these are specific to Gen Z, but since I am not in Gen Z, as a millennial, I will try to give my good advice to other people. Um, my dad always used to say this when I would do something dumb. I'd be like, well, dad, did, 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 did you do that when you were a kid? That's not what matters. You're on camera destroying someone else's car. You didn't play in the football game. You didn't practice for the football game. You had nothing to do with the football game. So you going out and destroying cars just makes you look like an absolute idiot. And there's no reason for it. And if I see someone doing that in Blacksburg, you know that I'm going plaid shirt on your ass if I see you doing that. If you've seen the video, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Guys, hold each other accountable. Be good people. Don't be low lives. Okay? Please. There's no room for that. What about the uh, the kids sitting on <laughs> the kids sitting on the couch that is on fire? So so you look at the couch. You got Buddy and his buddy on the middle seat and the end seat of the couch, and then the other side is just ablaze, and they're just hanging out taking a picture. And then you look at the corner of the picture, and the guy's butt is on fire. Well, there's a video from that. There's a video. There's that a the video. Actually, were on fire. And then they get him up and he's like laughing the whole time and they throw him into the grass and do a little stop, drop and roll. And his friends are smacking him and putting out the fire. Um, Great content, not necessarily uh, something that I would ever want my name or uh, likeness tied to, but yeah, they are taking name and likeness too far. Um, Instead of being paid for it, they should have to pay for it. Um, Don't, don't be a jerk. Just come on. I just, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. That's my out to lunch. Uh, helmet stickers, Pat, do you have a helmet sticker to give away? John Parker Romo, take a helmet sticker, my friend. Four field goals, that is a career high. Solid turnaround from JPR here in front of his home crowd in Georgia. Love I'll give it. I'll give it. a helmet sticker out to my guy, um, Tizzy. One quarterback carry, two tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, eight tackles. 12 total tackles, if you include assists. Uh, and Jermaine Waller is battling through some injury. He had four tackles, um, five total. Um, he's a good player, man. Uh, he was, We missed him a ton when he wasn't playing. I know he's playing a little nicked up. So shout out to him. Continue to improve. I love his game. Uh, game ball, Pat, game ball. Game ball goes to Trey Turner for me. Seven catches, 187, 69-yard Touch down for big play Trey. Big play Trey is back with some big plays. Really broke up in the game early, early on and often. Uh, so shout out to Trey. You get my game ball this week. What about you? Well, I'm also going to say Trey Turner, great post-game interview. I loved his post-game interview. It was fun watching Tavion Robinson also put the crown on him. I thought uh, I thought that was fun. It's just fun seeing the guys having fun, man. I, I know these la- this last month has really, for lack of better terms, sucked. Um, so it's nice to see, uh, the guys having fun and smiling and high-fiving and, uh, and loving each other. My game ball goes to Malachi Thomas. He's been a difference maker. Uh, 25 care. I cannot stress enough. 25 carries as a freshman. Uh, that, that is a large workload for the six foot, 194 year old freshman. I like to say this all the time, Pat, he's a freshman. That means he was literally at prom like five months ago. He was, he was putting the the corsage on, on his dates, on his dates wrist. Um, 
mom and dad probably picking them up or what have you just in high school, literally doing algebra just a couple weeks ago. And now he's running against grown ass people. Um, so shout out to Malachi Thomas for taking the offense to the next level. Where do we go from here? We got some help. Pittsburgh lost to Miami. That is great. Would have been nicer if we handled business versus Syracuse because we would need one more loss from Pitt. We need two, but here's what we need. We need to win next week and we need Pitt to lose twice more. Um, but we got a good mojo. The guys haven't quit. I haven't said that yet. I'm really proud of the guys for not quitting. Um, they're fighting, man. Uh, Mike McDaniel tweeted it yesterday. It's impressive to see the fight and the moxie that this team has shown after heartbreak, after heartbreak, after heartbreak, to come back out and go through a week of practice, go through a week of coach hot seat stuff. Um, you know, we suck stuff, booze, and leaving the field last week after, you know, it's just impressive to see how much they've they've fought. It's a strong locker room. It's got great leadership, and and I'm happy for them. So that's where we go from here. Can where we just, do we go from here? You got a short week at Boston College, and you got to go win that game. Let's look at what the weather's going to be. Let's ask uh, Siri, hey, Siri, what's the weather going to be like in Boston next Friday? Okay. Well, they can't figure it out. So Siri, figure it out. Siri's out to lunch. Siri, add yeah. to the out to lunch. You act. You activated my Siri over here. <laughs> Can we do some accounting? Can we do some accounting? I like the accounting segment. Co- coastal accounting, real quick. We'll do a quick rundown. Co- coastal accounting, really quickly. Pittsburgh still number one. I had UVA as number one as well, like a one A, until I saw Brennan Armstrong got seriously injured. UVA. Their offense yesterday looked like, I mean, world beaters. They were on pace to score 70 points at halftime. Um, Brennan Armstrong gets hurt. Wheels fall off. Their defense sucks. Their defense is so bad. Um, So UVA is kind of dealing with that. They played at 1030 yesterday. Their team didn't get back to Charlottesville until about 740 this morning. Um, Sons of poor planning. Um, Aside from that, I think you got Miami at number number two uh, with their new quarterback. They've been scoring a ton of points. Then you got us. North Carolina, who lost to Notre Dame. I feel bad for Sam Howell. Poor guy. Poor, poor guy. The guy was basically the second coming of Jesus Christ before the season, and now he's like the third or fourth best player in the ACC at his position. And then you got Georgia Tech and Duke. Do you have any qualms? Any side notes? Anything to add? Duke stinks. Duke is horrible. Duke is so bad. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, November 13th, if you want to see Virginia Tech win a football game in Lane Stadium, that might be the game to go to this year. If you haven't been to any games this year, I mean, if we can't beat Duke at home on November 13th and we got some serious issues, uh, did Wake beat them like 45 nothing? What was the score? When I tuned in, it was like 28 to nothing at the beginning of the second quarter. Yeah, like, it was, it was 45, 45-7. Sam Hartman balled out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy's just, you know on another level these days he had like 402 passing yards and three scores 24 of 37 wow yeah duke is bad we can we can settle that georgia tech not very good either carolina it's just great seeing them lose football games and i think that's that's pretty much it um shout out to our friends at uh notre dame for handling business um last couple things uh things that must improve for me it's just consistency uh I want to see us play four quarters of good football uh, on both sides of the ball. I yeah. Ask. That's really my only ask. I agree. Like had a great first half, both sides of the ball. It was 20 to seven at halftime. And then you score seven points or six points in the second half. No bueno. Want to see a complete game. Just one, you know, just one. We got BC on Friday. Maybe that could be the, uh, first time we see it this year but uh, i agree with you there on consistency because things are looking up in some ways mm-hmm. but um again not good you, you know hokey nation has trust issues man we got big time trust issues hokey nation is as they say down bad all yes. right you got to be consistent or you're gonna you know you want to build trust you got to be consistent any silver linings or unanswerable questions for this no, we can move along. Uh, stuff that isn't football. I know you have a couple of notes. Hit me with it before we dive into the letters and lunch pail and wrap this bad boy up. I like that idea. Okay. Stuff that isn't football. The beekeeper costume. 
Hoagie Bird rocking the beekeeper costume Funny. with the fly swatters. Wow. One of the more incredible things I have ever seen. Happy Halloween to everyone. Sons of apologize. Sons of apologizing. Sons of mistakes. Uh, Rebecca Chadwick. Rebecca took an awesome picture of the hooky bird with the uh, with the fly swatters and the beekeeper costume. And and uh, one of my friends had sent me the picture and said mood. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And there was no tweet attached to it or whatever. And I was like, hey, where's this from? And he's like, oh, I saw it while scrolling Twitter. I was just like, okay. Um, threw it up on Instagram. Forgot to tag Rebecca. Didn't give credit. Sons of, I'm sorry. Won't happen again. We always, <laughs> we, we always give credit. It was like the one time we never, we never miss out on, uh, on giving credit. And it was the one time. So I will, uh, I will fall on the sword for that. Uh, I am apologizing about that great photography great picture great win great win great and and how about how about just the fact that we can kind of be happy for a little bit uh because we just won a football game dude i feel so happy i mean it was just good especially at a noon kickoff where you can enjoy the rest of the games and it just didn't rip your heart out i mean it was good it was good stuff okay um should we talk about halloween costumes billy do they do they do trick-or-treating in that backward state that you live in out there <laughs> uh we had a big halloween party here um on thursday so like every day this weekend felt like sunday um but it was fun uh brandon the roommate invited a bunch of his pals over um so him he's been in the military and he said he hasn't celebrated halloween for 10 years 10 years he's been working on halloween so he threw this party. I mean, he went all out with the decorations. He literally bought a smoke machine. Um, we had like themed food uh, posters on the wall. It was actually kind of adorable to see how, how all out he went. He went on this Halloween party, but I dressed up as Tony Soprano um, from the classic scene uh, with the this says pulp. I only want shum pulp, um, which was perfect. This was an excuse for me to wear underwear, a robe, and just carry around a chug of orange juice. Um, so we were drinking vodka, orange juice, and just hanging out. So that was, uh, that was, that was my Halloween party. And that was my costume. Pat, I loved your costume. You've been excited about this all year. (laughs) I dressed up as, uh, as drunk Tom Brady. Everyone knows Tom Brady had a little fun Mm -hmm. in Tampa on the Hillsborough river, throwing around the Lombardi trophy from boat to boat. And, uh, I said, that's going to be a great Halloween costume. So I, you know, Bought a $3 shirt online, and my sister actually drew the Tom Brady logo all over the shirt. I bought a uh, a TV12 hat and some sunglasses in my costume. Kaboom. It was ready. And I also got a, uh, I got like a fantasy football league Lombardi trophy looking thing off the internet. But costume was a hit. Had a ton of fun doing it. Was We were throwing around the trophy all over Charlotte yesterday. So that was a... An outstanding time. Can I say one? Can I say two things real quick? One, I think it's way cooler to make your own costume. I think going to a hot Halloween store and buying a costume is a cop out. Uh, I just want to say that that is a Mitchell. That is a Mitchell thing. My brother wanted to dress up as a knight. My dad took that as an opportunity to spend an entire day of work because uh, my dad's worked from home since before COVID. He's been doing it before it was cool. And he's like, oh, I'll just block off my calendar and we'll build you a, a, a Sir Knight, Sir Knight costume. And it was sick. It was really cool. My other thing, Hillsboro, Florida. What does that remind you of? Hillsboro, Florida. Who's from there? Throwback, flashback from the past, Dwayne Lawson from Hillsboro. No way. From Hillsboro. Don't know what he's up to, uh, but he was fast and he could throw the ball really far. Um, so not sure, but that just, uh, reminded me of Dwayne Lawson last segment here. We got letters from lunch pail brought to you by sharkies. We don't have a ton, but we'll jump into them. Jeremy counts, Dr. Lord, Jeremy counts. He says, given the improvement of the offense of the last two weeks with food being more involved, will he continue to do so? And what does that tell us? Well, Jeremy, I sure hope he stays involved. Uh, having 400 yards of offense is pretty cool. Scoring more points than 17. That's pretty cool. And I think uh, it tells us that, yeah, I think we went over what it tells us. Coach Coach Corn left his own devices. We have not seen the results that we would like to see. Um, so I think Coach Fuente helping out, being over there, 
uh, saying, hey, you know, Coach Corn, here's what I see. Hey, Braxton, I think you can do this better. Hey, Malachi Thomas, I don't think he needs to tell Malachi Thomas anything. Malachi Thomas, just do your thing. Um, so those are my thoughts on the matter. Pat, anything to add? We talked about it earlier. Consistency. Can, can Coach Fuente consistently call the plays? Can we have that? That will help us win more football games. Uh, I like the question, Jeremy, because I totally agree. If we can see more of that, then what is the future for this staff with or without Fuente, with or without Coach Corn? Who knows? So a lot. That, I guess that's an unanswerable question, but um, time will tell. Brendan White. Felt good to get back in the wind column, but I was holding my breath and I can't say I was relieved at the end because I now I'm just worried about each next game. Uh, I'm probably not the only one. So what's it take to get fans back to center where wins feel good and losses aren't expected? Well, I think fans are going to center before every game. The kids love center street. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But he, he wants to know what needs to happen. So we're not in situations where we're feeling after the game. This was good, but we still have a bad record or nice win, but it was still ugly. It's just about putting together complete football games and we haven't done it. And until we do that, there's going to be that feeling every single Monday of that was a good win, but here's, here's my nitpick or, you know, um, we're not, we're not at, at center is what you're saying, Brendan. So consistency and putting together a full football game consistently can we beat boston college 35 to 10 and then beat duke you know 28 to 3 in back-to-back weeks i don't know we're gonna find out can i say something and sound old just for a second um don't let virginia tech football ruin your monday i think you know you get too high or you get too low realize hey guess what you don't have to go to practice and rewatch the film you don't have to get yelled at you don't have to run sprints. Uh, I love my football team. I'm going to root for them. When they lose, I'm bummed out. Um, but I still have my own job. I still enjoy going on walks. I still like riding my bike. I still like listening to Mount Joy. They have a great album. Their live album comes out on Friday. Can't wait to listen to it. Um, you know, saw saw Dead and Company this past weekend. That was a ton of fun. Find other things because football is not everything. Um, but we do love football. So, don't let don't let it drag it down, man. I, I probably sound old and whack, but you know, don't allow don't don't allow a hokey loss to to ruin uh to ruin your ruin your week. Um, but yeah, in terms of how does that get fixed? If you can't do that, well, we just got to start winning more games. I think I think that's it. Pat, anything to add? That's it, man. I actually I like that sentiment because uh, when when so when so many losses get thrown on you over the last couple of years you you can't you can't let a loss ruin your day right you got to get you kind of you know when you're conditioned to it where you're going to lose four or five games a year it's just like all right the first as Cheryl Crow and Rod Stewart and a couple other artists said the first cut is the deepest let Ooh. that first let that first loss get you really down you know like west virginia it it hurt man it really hurt a lot um and that drive home was not a fun one, but uh, we're going to lose football games. You set expectations and find some other things to, to invest time and energy into on the, when, when things are going bad, you know, even when you're winning, if we go undefeated, guess what? You still need to pay rent. You still need to take your dog out. It doesn't erase you from responsibility. So <laughs> you can do it both ways. This is getting out of control. Uh, we're moving on to smiling shout outs. Pat's got dinner. I have more time on my couch to catch up on, uh, smiling shout outs brought to you by the Chesapeake center for complete dentistry. Um, shout out Cornell, shout out John, shout out Caitlin, shout out the whole fam. They're doing a great job. Um, yeah, just excited, excited for you guys and excited for these shout outs. Shout out to everybody who made the trip to Atlanta to support the team. I love that. I love to see people on the road. I heard some Let's Go Hokie chants on the broadcast. Let's go, Hokies. That's good stuff. Love to see the support. Um, and also Clark Rowland. This guy's a living legend. He went to the Virginia Dude, Tech Ruland. Game. Ruland. Clark Ruland. Clark, shout out to Clark Ruland. He went to the Virginia Tech game in the morning or, or early afternoon, and then he was in the stadium for the Atlanta Braves 
uh, winning game, I believe it was game four, game five. Uh, and that environment looks sick. The Braves figured it out, got it done. They're one win away from a World Series championship. Um, what a day. What a great, great day for him. And then I have one more shout out. I've been calling Ricky Diaz, Ricky Diaz forever. It's Ricky Diaz. He called me out in the Discord yesterday. Um, so Ricky Diaz, no more. It is Ricky Diaz. Uh, my apologies. I need to get better with pronunciations. Guys, you double, digit, double digit concussions. I have a little bit of a problem with names. Um, but hey, Ricky Diaz, Clark Ruland, a couple of, <laughs> couple of absolute legends. I love you guys, man. So I'll, I'll be better. I'll be better. I'll, I need to be better and I will be better. I love it. I love it. Probably a lot of Hokies were at that Braves game. So shout out to the folks who double dipped. Love mm-hmm. the commitment. Hashtag sports. I only have one shout out today. Actually, two. Macy and Bryce Chalkley going over there for dinner. We're going nice. to pass out some Halloween candy to the kids. It's going to be awesome. How late are these kids trick-or-treating? It's 7-Eleven. It's a school night. I guess, I guess it might be late. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's dark <laughs> I think so. I don't know. I <laughs> I don't have any trick-or-treaters where I live, so uh, consider it a blessing right now. Okay. Miller and Amy Isley, Section Fivers. This is a delayed shout-out. This is a shout-out that is long overdue. I meant to deliver it last weekend, but Miller and Amy, it was a pleasure hanging out in Section 5 this year. As you guys know, won't be at the Duke game. Uh, we'll be on work travel and then parlaying a trip to see Billy Ray in San Diego. Go, go to Bubs at the beach for some hokey football. But Miller and Amy... Lot two, section five, fun tailgates, transfusions, high fives, hugs, and hokies. And yeah, that's my shout out. I'm so glad we're getting you out here. It's going to be some fun content on the West Coast uh, coming up in two weeks. But we got to find a way to be Boston College. We have a short week. Last couple things. Tomorrow is Monday. It's probably today when you're hearing me say this. The basketball car wash was an absolute smash hit success. We want to thank everybody from the basketball program. We are going to be coming at you with interviews from David Ngasan, Naheem Aline, Keve Aluma, Storm Murphy, and Justin Mutz. We interviewed all one, two, three, four, five of those wonderful gentlemen talking about the 2021 basketball season. Shout out to Mike McDaniel, Grayson, Pat, and myself uh, for making that happen. So we love you guys. Thank you so much. And we will be talking to you soon. Be sure to watch out for the car wash. Take care, everybody. It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, oh, I know just what you're thinking. Please don't let us let us sing and try.